Ready? Three yeah. on go. Three. Wait. How many? On go or on one? We both say go. I'll say. I'll, I'll count down, and we both say go. What are you counting down from? Three, two, one, go. go. Okay. See the the waveform shot into the stratosphere, but it might have been a mistrial. Okay. Because um, we we definitely yelled go. Okay. Okay. So the we, go was much louder. We than got any excited other about the go. So this time, I think the go should be like, exactly the same volume. Like go. Well, whatever volume do you do the three, two, go. one. Go. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. gonna match whatever. Okay. You do the three, two, one. Three. Okay. Two. Not right now. Not yet. Not yet. Let okay. me let me explain myself here, okay. sir. So um, you're gonna do the three, two, one, and I'll match whatever volume you're putting out from that. And you need to make sure you stay on the same volume too. Okay. So you you count down this time. <laughs> Even though you're gonna match. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll count down this time. Throwing you a curveball. I'll count down this time. Okay. And I'll match your volume. You got to match my volume. Okay. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. go. Oh, I forgot to look. <laughs> okay. okay, ready? Third time's a charm. Okay. Who's I'll count down. Time? Okay, you count. Three, two, one, go. Hi, I'm Benji. And I'm David. And we're best friends from college who enjoy hanging out and talking about stuff. So we're going to do that. And hopefully you enjoy listening to it. This is the CC Podcast. You guys are dumb. So... I, I'm not expecting that anybody is listening to this at all. Um, this is just you and I hanging out and selfishly recording ourselves. Correct. If if you are a person who is listening to this right now, uh, what are you doing, honestly? Um, <laughs> but I hope you're having a good time because, yeah. like, we're just chilling, we're man. Doing. We're just chilling. You want to chill with us? Come on in. So because we're um, chilling, Benji, I, I'm going to crack open the wine you brought. Yeah. So... This is what we call a $12 at the gas station. Do you just do you just go right into it? You don't cut the foil? Well, this is a uh, electric opener. You don't have to cut the foil with an electric opener? You don't have to. We are living in the future, people. Yeah, and then you only have fragments of foil in your first three <laughs> glasses of wine. <laughs> $12 bottle, right? <laughs> $12 from the gas station, finest. Yeah. Oof. But I had to get one that didn't look like a twelve. Does did I did I succeed at getting a twelve dollar yeah, bottle of wine that you wouldn't be like, ooh, cheap I cheap wine. At least thirteen. Yes. See? And you know, after tax it was probably pretty close to that. Yeah. <laughs> um All But right. yeah, if I would have come in with a bottle of barefoot or something like that, you'd have been like cheap. We have a camera rolling. It's a good start, right? Yeah. Yeah, some some people are watching this. Weird. So we have Topics and a hat today. That's how we're going to kickstart this. Is the topics and the hat are topics that we we don't remember talking to each other about these things, with the exception of I do have one topic that I that I um, do remember talking oh, about. Oh gosh, I didn't remember. <laughs> oh snap! These are these are healthy pours of wine that we yeah. got going on here. Yeah, healthy in quotations. Healthy, very hearty pours. You got like way more than me, but I do. I'm. <laughs> Just going to our time, dude. Um, so what? 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 Do we? Do we have a name for this podcast? The Benji David CC podcast, or the Benji David CC podcast? Welcome to the Benji David CC podcast. Episode one. Um, with a name that could definitely be changed by episode <laughs> yeah. two, but and for will now, most likely be changed. <laughs> it might be changed before <laughs> we are done with episode one. <laughs> um, but for the sake of having an intro, 
the, the Benji David CC podcast. Yes. Now, because it's a must CC. A, a testament to the humility of of Mr. David over here. You put my name first. That was that was selfless of you, man. Well, I just figured alphabetical order, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Plus, Benji, I think, is a more... I mean, it's not... I think it's more unique than David, and therefore more memorable. And it sounds like Bungie, so it, like, springs us into it's the... Like, it yes. brings us right into the show. I like it. So let's skydive right into these questions, maybe, or... Sure. So, so yeah, you're right. We... Or not questions, topics. They're not. They're not questions. Some of them are. <laughs> Five of them are still very much in a stack with I one another. Did not, get, did not get separated. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we we basically said um, we're going rather than try to decide what we're going to talk about before we start recording. We'll just put five jumping off points into a hat. Yeah, and. Um, so we have not had these conversations. We've not prepped for these conversations. We're just gonna go from the gut. Uh, any opinions are just uh, they're just opinions. Don't don't take them as around. What are you nomming on over there, dude? It's orange, orange slices. I brought some orange slices for us because we're just hanging out. What's the Dimitri Martin joke? Uh, oh, <laughs> he goes. I think they named oranges. No, I, th- I think they named oranges before carrots. What are these called? Oranges. They're oranges. What about these? <laughs> long pointies yeah long pointies <laughs> Dimitri Martin's great he's so good we both are I think that's something that we we have in common is that we both like really enjoy comedy comedy and yeah. so I I know that I frequently will quote a stand-up comedy bit and, and likewise and I think that for the most part we'll know the references yeah we'll yeah. try to well yeah we should just try Amongst to annotate whoever no. whoever it is uh, okay all right so since we're doing the first episode at my house you're, you're the guest. I poured the glass of wine. Why don't you take the first topic? All right. First topic. Here we go. First topic of conversation. Okay. Is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Would you like to go first? Ooh, okay. <laughs> biggest, what is my biggest pet peeve? Uh, generally speaking, I know that it, it sounds like a super, and we'll probably un, unpack this a little bit, but like, Rude people, right? Or like people, I, here, here, I'll put a finer point in that. People who are inconsiderate of other people's like time, okay, get kind of, kind of can get on my my nerves a tiny. So, like people bit. who show up late, sure. Or like if you're pretty clearly like inching to the door, hey, I got somewhere to be, and they just keep on talking, or uh, um, like someone who lingers, sucks your time, lingerers. So almost the opposite direction. So not, so you might be. It's less about like someone who shows up late, but more about someone who keeps you long. Yeah. Absolutely, they don't pick Absolutely. up on the Absolutely. social cues of like I got somewhere to be. Yeah, or this is not interesting the, to me. Yeah, th- this conversation Here, is cheers. probably. This conversation is probably over. Why are we still having it? That one, that one gets. Um, that one's tough because. You can't really like. I'm a people pleaser. Very, you know, you know that about me. Very much yeah. a people pleaser. So I'm not gonna like cut off a conversation with you if you feel like if I feel like you're still enjoying what you're talking about, even though I've said, oh yeah, I was just on my way to blah blah blah. I've got to do, and then yeah, there's no cons- so part of your pet peeve gets fueled by a character trait of yours, which is even though I'm in this situation, I hate being in. I'm gonna cater to this person because I'm a kind person. 
I wouldn't call myself a kind person, but yes. Uh, yeah. or, or, or you're a people pleaser. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so I definitely find myself in that situation a lot, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is a one-sided conversation. I'm just nodding and, and trying to like give little nonverbal cues that are like, I'm walking to the door. I'm putting my <laughs> coat on during this conversation, getting ready, like doing things to leave. Um, it's the worst at the end of work. At the end of a work day. Right. You want to get out of there. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Yeah. For me as a teacher, the final bell has rung. I need to stay and do duty until whatever o'clock. And when whatever o'clock hits, I I want to be kind of heading towards the door. And then, yeah, you get a, a talker comes in. And, now, in your uh, case, was it usually like a teacher or a student that would do that? Um, If it were a student, I wouldn't mind as much. Okay. Um, Because... I assume that like a student doesn't necessarily know about like, like they're not thinking about other people's time. You don't necessarily expect it. And I would expect that if they're coming with a problem or something like that, that it's worth, you know, worth my time, worth my undivided attention. Though sometimes a kid will come in with, with something that it's like this, this really is going in while you're out the other. Um, Like they'll be showing me their monster truck app or something on their phone and they're super excited about it. So I don't want to like, blow them off and be like all right get out of here kid i'm like all right i'll i'll, I'll listen to what this kid has to say about about this app that he, usually yeah 99 of the time it's the progress that they've made on a game app that i could not care less about but but <laughs> they're super excited about it right yeah and so i'm gonna like try to match their energy try to like not slam it in their face which is what i would want somebody to do for me if i were super (laughs) excited about something that they didn't care about right um but sometimes they just go on and on and they're showing me like every single thing about the game that i'm never ever ever going to play and that in those situations which probably seemed very autobiographical because they are um (laughs) in, in a situation like that a kid can can do that. Gotcha. But, but usually it's a teacher. A teacher or maybe like a custodian or something like that. I don't want to put too fine a point on it. Yeah. In case any like former coworkers <laughs> in case any form, former coworkers are ever listening or whatever. But um there that I would say that's my biggest pet peeve. Um Benji's like, you know who you are. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> screw you. Um, but, well let me ask you this. Would where does like and I don't know if this was the case as a teacher in a school, but like being in a meeting that lasted longer than it needed to last, mm. is that fall under that same pet peeve umbrella? Oh, by the way, how do, can I see how you drank your glass of wine really quick? Now, this is like asking somebody how to like show me how you tie your shoes. <laughs> is, is that the point? Is that what you're doing? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, so, well, I think you grabbed it here, right? I, I I don't know. Okay, there's evidence. When I cheer, well, I think when I cheers, you had it there. Lucia, so my wife's dad is a winemaker, and so she, my wife corrected me that there is a classy way or like an appropriate way to hold the glass, and you hold, hold it by the stem because when you cheers or like you know you can kind of hold it a little bit at the base, but when you cheers, you get ideal. You get a ring. Resume. Whereas if you hold it here, hold it here. You know, so it's when you do the cheers, it's classier to hold it by the stem and then pinky out. 
Are you actually is Pinky out like an actor? I don't know. Thing? That's not what. But Pinky's out. Pinky's out. I, we've been talking away from the mics for <laughs> like two minutes. Oh hopefully, no! Yeah. <laughs> this is why we do the first episode. This is a pilot episode. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do the Pinky out. But... If there are if there are sound issues, we apologize. And maybe in the future we'll have just like a um a, a microphone that's omnidirectional in the room captures everything to be like the third mic and that's a good idea channel or something like that. Um, but so, anyways, I was asking about the meeting. If that falls under the same umbrella, like if a meeting that goes longer than it needs to. Um, not necessarily. I wouldn't say that's under the same umbrella. It is. It is also annoying, and it is also a pet peeve. Um, but I kind of think that that's not so much of picking up on the social cues of the situation, mm. and more just a matter of like thinking that they need to do more in the agenda. Like thinking it, that's more of an underestimation of your employees, right? Is to think they can't figure this out on their own. Or if I sent this out in an email, it wouldn't it wouldn't register with everybody. So for you, it's more about the personal disconnect of the moment. Yeah, or or the me feeling trapped of it. Yeah, because I'm a claustrophobic dude. I don't know if you know that. Oh, about I me. didn't know I, that. About I, you. I um, my mom crazy claustrophobic. My mom is insanely claustrophobic. She, my mom loves roller coasters. She loves roller coasters. She would ride every single roller coaster uh, on the planet, but she won't. Because of the overhead harnesses being too confining for her. Whoa. So and how does she know she loves roller coasters? Because I think that her claustrophobia maybe I don't know if it on set later in life or if it just got worse. And, you know, she's gotten a little bigger over time. So maybe things that didn't fit her as snug. Now fit her more snug. Now fit her more snug and feel more confining. That makes sense. Um, but it's wild to me that it's, I've talked to her. I've said, Mom, that's. You want that there. You like you don't do you want the safety bar to not be confining you? It should be confined. That's the whole point of it, is that it's supposed to confine you. Yeah. It keeps you from flying off the off the roller coaster. Um that's fine, right? Okay, I think I don't know. But should we pause it really quick to find out? There's nothing to pause. We'll do I'll just fill while you do your thing. So I basically my mom, if she thinks if she's like on a long car ride and she thinks about the fact that she can't open the doors. It freaks out. Or if she were told that her door locked, like if she had a, sa- a child safety lock on, like in the was in the back seat, she would freak out. She has to take like a Xanax before flight. So I'm really putting a, my you, mom's you, my you, mom's stuff out there right now, yeah. but I don't think she would hide this from anybody. Uh, love your mom. Um, so so you have a small dose of that. Yeah, I I I. You inherited that. Yes, I would say my claustrophobia is if it's a spot that I feel as though I could become trapped or that I am trapped. So I don't necessarily f- worry about the confinement um, until I feel like, oh no, I I won't be able to get out of this. Yeah. So every once in a while, if there's a situation that I know that that's a possibility, I'll prove to myself. Like I've I've done mascot stuff before. Like I've been in a mascot suit more than once in my life, um, and like most of the time, the helmet has some kind of a securing mechanism that goes under the chin. And when I I was the mascot for basketball in high school and I made my own rig that used a belt under the chin. And there were times when like I couldn't get the helmet off. Right. And that would, that would uh, trigger like a panic attack, even though I'm in the same helmet that I've been breathing in for an hour. Suddenly I feel as though I can't get out of it. And that, that freaks me out. And you prove you're to yourself by just getting out of it. Yeah, and and as I said, so so like a recent, a more recent uh, example of doing that, I've I was a mascot, and it just had like a like a snap off, and so I'd put it in, snap it on, snap it off, make sure that I could okay if I needed to go 
breathe or get some water or whatever. I could get this helmet okay. off in two seconds if I wanted to, right? Ah. And so I have to prove that to myself. And if I couldn't, that would freak me out a lot. Um, I'm, I'm just going off right yeah. now. I'm sorry. That's but, okay. Um, so, but this all relates to your pet peeve of it's really partially the social cues, partially about feeling trapped. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a that's large the element combination of creating a pet peeve of yours. And I believe that it starts off with me getting frustrated about the social cues. And then eventually it sets in that it's like, I'm, I am socially trapped right now. And because you're a people pleaser, the only way to get out would be an uncomfortable, like Dude. displeasing thing. And, and, and how do you say like, Oh my gosh, like hey, I know you're really, in, I know that this conversation is going really well for you, but I need to get out of, I need to leave. I want to yeah. go home. And it's like, that just seems so rude. That just seems so mean. I can't imagine saying that to a person. <laughs> okay. So I, my, my pet peeve. Yes. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Please tell me. Um, and I, I have to say, I, I feel like I've mellowed out with it. It doesn't bother me as much as it used to, but it still bothers me. And I think it also depends on how it's presented. But I think the simple way of describing my pet peeve is when someone tells me, Incorrect. So this isn't the pet peeve yet. And then proceeds to correct me by restating what I already said. So um, I'll give you an example. Sure. When I was an intern at Hilton Head Health, where I work right now, I had a fellow, uh, I had a colleague that I was with who had a habit of doing this. And, I, and she would come, she, so I remember vividly, this is, this is a core memory of mine. She came in and she, and she just, she looked exhausted. So I said, I said, you okay? You look tired today. She goes, no, it's not that I'm tired. It's just that I'm fatigued. And so, so I was like, hmm. <laughs> and, and, and okay, so I tend to like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So like, okay, so maybe she interpreted tired as sleepy. And she's not sleepy. She's just physically tired. Right. Yeah. But, but was that a necessary correction? <laughs> I'm not tired. I'm fatigued. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I'm tired. It's that I'm fatigued. And, and so... <laughs> things like that <laughs> and you and i both know someone from college who would tend to get you know like argumentative sure, and sure. Re you know restate things and, and so that kind of interaction really gets under my skin and is it the fact so in that situation it sounds like the fact that somebody is like splitting hairs is that kind of what makes it irritating is that it's like you know what i meant and yeah. you tried to act cooler than me or like more intelligent than i am because you wanted to correct this just be pedantic and freaking pick at every little thing yes and i and i think it and, and i think it it bother i think it all like i said all depends on how it's presented and what i think the intentions are like because i think that some people value and i would say that you and i sometimes fall into this camp value like being specific and precise mm-hmm and I think that that's great, but I interpreted that interaction as I don't want you to be right under any circumstance, and so I'm going to tell you you're wrong, and then, and then restate the same thing with new words. We're about <laughs> to get a thud, by the way. Um, yeah. And so for anybody chilling and viewing, and I in case we get a visitor, which it's it's very possible, yes, uh, that we will get some Moldovan visitors uh, yes. through here. David's wife Lucia. Just got back from the grocery store, and we are recording in his house and in my wife's office. In his so wife Lucia's office, <laughs> he she loves it when she's referred to as David's wife Lucia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lucia is a person. Her, her first name is David's wife. <laughs> middle name Lucia. <laughs> no middle name, the Moldovan one. Yes. 
<laughs> um, oh but God. yeah, so. In fact, I might just step out really quick and explain what we're doing. Okay. Just so that she's not confused. In or the meantime, yeah. should I do? I'll do. I'll do a little dance. Should I? Should I do an ad read? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this episode. What was this episode brought to you by, David? This episode is brought to you by Hello Baby. Do you have a child um, up in your room right now that's in a crib doing God knows what? Probably getting into your liquor cabinet. It's probably doing a Tommy Pickles, crawling over the top, doing God knows what kind of mischief, pulling a real Stewie Griffin. Well, if you have Hello Baby brand baby monitors, you know what your kid's up to. You can just look down. It's a crystal clear picture. I've been hearing this lullaby music that you've probably also been hearing for the past 45 minutes. <laughs> in case you think that we just listen to happy lullabies in the background, it's because uh, David's uh, David's one-year-old kid, we're, we're watching her on Hello Baby. Yeah. And you can watch, I mean, uh, sorry, you can watch David's kid on Hello Baby 2. <laughs> If you get a Hello Baby baby monitor, available where, David? Amazon. Available on Amazon. They did not pay us for this endorsement. Yeah, but they should. They if they hear it, (laughs) if they hear it, we are going to be their number one spokespeople for sure. Um, Use um, promo code Benji David CC podcast. S e e s e e Benji B e n j i David. Exactly how you think it's spelled. S e e s e e podcast at checkout. What do they get? One dollar off. And if it doesn't come through there, actually, let me. It's not one dollar. It's actually a hundred cents. One hundred cents. A whole one hundred cent discount. And if you use that promo code, it doesn't go through. Please um, comment, like, um, subscribe on a CC podcast or YouTube video, and we will see to it that you are reimbursed in some kind of way. Cool. With love. On that note, um, <laughs> my wife, Lucia, yeah. <laughs> is making us some tea and little pieces of cake. So we, we've got water, wine, we'll have tea, cake, and orange slices. It's a really good hangout session. I, think. I feel like um, like the, we are in the Finer Things Club from The Office. Yeah. Which I watched that episode. I, I've seen – I'm a fan of The Office, right? You know, oh, yeah. I've watched I know that the about whole you. series through uh, a few times. And there are certain moments where Jim is just not – not a cool person. He's kind of, you mentioned that he's like a bully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know it's not necessarily his fault in this episode, but like Andy really wants to be in the finer things club. And I think that he would like care about it, even though you know, he does his things where he's not. Who do you think you most relate to in the office? Like, it, like which personality, which character do you think is most like you? Probably Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Just irritated by everybody around. <laughs> it, it would be cocky to say Jim. Um, I I I think I've got characteristics of a lot of them. Yeah. I you know I I have my Michael moments. I have my moments where <laughs> I just get too excited about things and don't yeah. don't really think about what I'm doing and yeah. just kind of act. You know, that's the a major Michael characteristic. I also like to think that I'm socially aware, which is that's like Jim's whole thing is that he's the socially aware one in the room. Um, but at the same time, I can also have that like actually yeah. <laughs> snarky kind of um, uninviting Oscar. Yeah. How, how about yourself? Well, you know, I I am a fan of The Office, but not to the degree that you are. So I I think it would be 
difficult for me to remember the details, but I think that um I think that there the elements of gym that I most relate to is I do often feel like an observer of what's going on around yeah, me. Yeah. You absolutely. know, like of like noticing the character like the caricature traits of people around me and I feel like that's gym. And if there were a camera for you to look directly into to Yeah, I would totally like connect with the audience yes. like can you believe this yeah yeah, yeah. so i think from that aspect i i think i most like jim i i would agree with that yeah mixed with creed <laughs> all right next next one i'll draw the next one here um by the before you do oh yeah uh, have you seen any of the like ick videos on videos any of the videos it's like a viral what was that like a delaware or maryland uh, baltimore 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 <laughs> videos videos uh yeah northeast something <laughs> yeah. um but have you seen the videos on uh, like tiktok or instagram that are like icks that's like the new thing well like like ill gross ick so an ick is a deal breaker it's like a red flag deal breaker for a girl that oh. usually are kind of they're like allowed to be shallow kind of things okay. like if he calls his mom too much, that's an ick, and I couldn't date him. Uh, okay. If he sleeps with his socks on, that's an ick. <laughs> like what? I mean, it, it could be anything. If you yeah. watch some of these videos, they'll be like people who are too nice was one. Is it it's ick. like you can't blame. Like I mean, it, what? I mean, if that's how you feel, what do you think? Then, then by all means, do you think that you have a, a specific ick that um, a common ick? And I only say this because you're single and ready to mingle right now. That's tr- that is true. Um, <laughs> so if we put it out there proactively, I think hi- uh, being unhygienic is an ick. Are you saying you're unhygienic? No, I think I like to put myself together. I'm saying if I were like going out with somebody, yeah, and oh, your <laughs> ick, yeah, that you would pr- like. Oh, so I, I'm sorry. What I meant, I finished that. I thought you were asking me if I had any. So an ick is something that you can't accept in I got somebody you. that you're going out with, or, or if you somebody was this exhibited this on a first date or whatever, you would never be able to say see them the same way again um, in a romantic way. You'd be you'd be kind of done. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, so you're asking me. What do I do that would Could be, be a, an ick. that would be a likely ick for others? That's how I meant to ask it. I apologize. That's okay. Um, the question that you didn't ask, though, I would say, like, if somebody was clearly like unhygienic, doesn't brush their teeth, that like would that. be a huge one. Yeah. Um, which isn't super common, but I guess they shouldn't be super common. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, what do I do? But it's good that you have that standard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that the biggest ick about me is just that I'm a lot. What do you mean by a lot? <laughs> if it hasn't, I don't know how the um, talking time has been divided so far in what we've been doing here. Uh, but I know that I can monopolize conversations. I know that I that I have a real puppy dog energy that I bring into a room. Um, and so I know that that doesn't necessarily appeal to everyone in the world. Yeah. And so I could see that being an ick for a lot of people that I that I. I think I have a pretty big personality that some people might not really appreciate. 
I think that's a, a, a fair statement. And I also love how this, I felt like there's like a job interview where like, my biggest weakness is that I'm super organized and sometimes get bothered <laughs> when other people are. <laughs> I just think it, that's the number I'm, one I'm way kidding. that I annoy yeah. people. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to bounce the question back to you. I can't, oh, what uh, were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, I, well, I was going to say, I, I think that that, that, possibly that ick for some people could be a huge attraction for others. So I think that that's a really, um, in, I think that's a really interesting one. To bring okay, up. that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Okay. So the yeah. eating my own boogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that I openly just eat my own boogers in every, front of yeah. every time. Yeah. Regardless of social situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That might be actually a great way to end the conversation sooner. The ones you've been trying to get. You out know of. what? That might that's be a, a good time to implement. That's how I wiggle free. <laughs> Get a big old juicy one. Yeah. Chomping oh it. Okay, so gosh. what do you do, Mr. David, mm. that uh, that could be considered an ick? Oh, gosh. Let's see. What don't I do? <laughs> <laughs> I know um, I know what your ick would be. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I know what I... That, we, okay, say okay. yours, and then we'll say it for each other. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> We won't hurt each other's feelings, hopefully. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, I, don't, I know mine won't hurt your feelings. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, you know, I think I think probably the one that resonated with me was you mentioned that being too nice is one. I think mm. that I tend to have I have a personality that tends to get friend zoned pretty quickly, um, historically. So I feel like I'm just like the the too nice, not really personality wise, sexy enough. You know, like flirty. You're enough. very sexy, David. Yeah. But but I don't tend to be very flirty in my interaction sure. with people. So I feel like that tends to... I don't know if this would be an ick, but it would kind of quickly rule me out. Um, well, and you physically look like a golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you just want to be pet, petted. So it's like a hair color. and um, yeah. I, I definitely get that. Yeah. Like, and yeah. yeah. But that's another one that, much like mine, what some people would be put off by that other yeah. people would be very very uh uh drawn into right yeah okay so since i brought up the topic with an answer in mind okay i'll give right. you a second to like like while i say it you can okay, think, of, think yours of yours for me um so i think that what could that what could really scare a girl away from you once she realizes about you is how familiar and enthusiastic you are about the disney camp <laughs> <laughs> a little bit childish. I, I think that like it'll dating you would just be nothing but green flags, green flag, green flag, green flag, and then like they open your DVD catalog or DVD case. That's an outdated thing. I don't know how you know what people watch now. At it, your well, I think it's Netflix suggestions now. Suge okay, yeah, they see your Netflix suggestions or your recently viewed, and it's like Princess and the Frog, <laughs> Tangled. <laughs> Frozen too. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like it would more likely be like Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid, <laughs> Tarzan. <laughs> Although I would it's say it's not a Disney princess obsession. To yeah, me. it's Disney in general, and I and I think that I've kept up with it, even like I guess Frozen and Moana would would fall in there too. Like I think the music real of Disney resonates with me a lot, so I think that that's. That's why I'm so into it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you you come for the music and you yeah. stay for the the stuff that connects yeah. the music. Yeah. And better. I do like the 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 feel good storylines that Disney usually brings to it. So 
uh, my inner child. So, so yeah, so I think that's I think that's very fair, and I think that that quality ties perfectly into the one that I said, which is like too nice, not flirty, maybe too childish. You yeah. know, w- when you were saying that, and I yeah. had that already in my mind, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kind of like an, a a a. a, a a prepubescent energy, sure. <laughs> you know. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So I. Ha- so what would be my what would be do yours? I observe? Oh gosh. Um, let's see. Um. Okay. So I think that something that could potentially um, turn someone away from you is, and I think this was more prevalent. At BG than it is. We went to Bowling Green together. That's how we know each other. BG. BGSU. Um, I think that you have a confidence that can sometimes come off as arrogant. Um, Not, but I would actually say that not anymore. Um, I haven't experienced that since BG. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. But but I think that in that BG that was something that could have turned people away. Sure. And and probably was something that was annoying to be around yeah. right at, at not for me not for me because i didn't feel i didn't personally feel that from you he's just saying that. yeah <laughs> it was not my ick about you but i i did i could see the dynamic as the gym observer sure you know and and perhaps the fact that you knew me yeah and you, you maybe maybe you knew moments like like situations that i would be more chesty in situations that i'm not yeah so you might have a better perspective yeah where if i were just meeting somebody for the first time yeah it could come off as very arrogant uh, yeah i i think that that was a false impression that you sometimes gave off well yeah i, I know that that's definitely a spot for me to to grow anyway, and yeah. I try to be conscientious. I, you know what I mean. I try to be more conscientious. Yeah. You didn't strike. That didn't land too hard, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's something. That, that's I'm aware of yeah. that. Yeah. So, I, okay. and the fact that you tempered it by it's been better lately, which if that's a lie, it's not. <laughs> it's not that's I, a kind lie. It's it's absolutely not. And um, I I can't think of a present day ick. Oh, yeah. oh, David. <laughs> yes, you I can. love you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. We are straight and we freaking love each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. We as, as straight guys do. As straight guys do. <laughs> All right, David. All right, next one. Next one. I hope I draw. Let's see what I draw. Okay. Being sweaty <laughs> is, is our next topic. So being sweaty. I, I, I guess let's speak to being. So I speak to being sweaty first. Yeah. Okay. Is an incomplete sentence being sweaty. Is a beautiful thing. I mean, think of all the scenarios in which you are sweaty. Okay. There is, well... Trapped in a murderer's basement. (laughs) How beautiful. (laughs) What what kind of situations are you getting yourself into? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, so I'm a fitness guy. I studied exercise science. My profession's working out. gets you sweating. Sweating is wonderful. It's good for your, you know... in the context of exercise, good for your heart, good for your muscles, good for your skin. It's a healthy thing. Um, I can think of some romantic scenarios in which you might be sweaty. It's a beautiful thing. I can't. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll imagine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can imagine it, though. And, you know, I am a fan of warmer climates, being near the beach, tropical. You know, if it's hot, if you're sweating because it's hot out, maybe you, you know, that's not a bad thing either. So I think... Being sweaty is more often than not a positive thing, although it can sometimes be negative, such as when you're in a murderer's basement. 
<laughs> what are your thoughts on that, that, well, that? Well, that was a, a wonderful thesis. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bounce a, a couple things back at you. So okay. you working in the health and fitness profession, sure. you do a lot of like workout stuff during your day. Sure. Do you, is it weird like being exercise level sweaty at work, <laughs> like around coworkers and guests and stuff like that i see where you're going with this so i think what's different about my workplace is my work outfit is workout clothes gotcha so i'm not like in a suit i'm not in a button down or like nice casual like you might be as a teacher to where it might not be ideal to be sweaty all day without a change of clothes or something like that um so i guess i can see where you're going it is not weird because we're all in the same boat yeah um and you know if we're really that sweaty we will we'll we have a locker room with a shower and a change of clothes if we need it. But, you know, a common misconception with fitness instructors and trainers is that we're constantly working out because we're teaching so many classes. Yeah. And the reality is it, it depends on the type of teacher. Like if you're a Zumba teacher, if you're a dance, te- if you're like an aerobics instructor, there are certain classes like choreographed leading by example classes where, yeah, okay, those classes you're working out. Yeah. But the vast majority of classes for most instructors outside that camp are you're demonstrating and observing, cueing, correcting. And that's just walking around yeah. for the most part. I guess it would be kind of analogous to, like, you're a choir teacher. Do you get – I mean, you probably are singing a lot, but you're you're probably doing more directing than constant singing all the time. That's a, that, I would say that's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Because, yeah, though singing is part of what I do, and I won't deny that, I spend more time not singing than singing, and everyone around me is singing. Yes. That doesn't mean I'm singing. And then the next class comes in, and they sing. Yeah. You're not singing all the classes with them. If And if so, much like you would be just physically shot from doing that, yes. I would be vocally shot. From Correct. That. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, so there's less sweating than you might imagine, although there is definitely sweating with the fitness profession. Great. Uh, well, I don't even. I'm <laughs> flabbergasted at how well said that was. Okay. Um, so okay. So what about your take? What's your take on being sweaty? Well, I lived in Michigan and Ohio for my entire life until the last month. Where welcome to the Low Country. Yeah. So now we're down here in the Hilton Head Savannah area. Um, tell them your address, David. One two three Unicorn Lane. One two three Unicorn Lane. Send your fan mail. Um, but since moving down here, I've had to get used to just being at a resting level of sweat. That just by <laughs> existing outside, um, the humidity, the humidity that you you are sweaty, and you know that's not as much the case in the, in the peak summer months in the Midwest. It gets that way, but like you're not always dealing with that, um, and so I I feel like I'm always sweaty here and. If I go for a run or, you know, do some kind of a workout, especially outside, it, I'm just, like, sweating for an hour. It, it's just like you popped a water balloon, man, and <laughs> I'm out of here. But I'm kind of getting used to it. I think that maybe when you're in a situation where you're not constantly drenched in sweat, it's more irritating to be sweaty. Um, now, I think I have hyperhidrosis in, in the <laughs> armpits, like – I wear a lot of black shirts. You probably can't tell right now, but I'm sweating like crazy. I mean, I can smell it. And I wear, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, 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 I believe you. I'm kidding. I'm sure I stank, but like I wear deodorant and yeah. I just, I'll get pit, big old pit stains. Pit stains. 
and I, I judge myself. Do you think if you saw somebody walking by in a suit, like in a, not a suit, but like in a dress shirt and tie, and they had like reasonably noticeable pit stains, would you draw any kind of a conclusion about them? Depends on the the environment I see them in. I think would okay. dictate the conclusion I come up with. Go on, sir. Okay, so if they are, if like if I see them walking outside on the sidewalk, I might think, oh, maybe they should have driven today, you know, because yeah. it's very hot and humid outside. They probably are sweating from, from that. Um, All those businessmen on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, so fair point. That probably isn't very often. Um, I guess in, like, New York or whatever. Me, yeah, in New York sure. or, yeah. But um, give me a scenario. Give me a scenario where I might see someone in that outfit. Um, you work a desk job. Right in a cubicle, air conditioned, air conditioned, climate controlled, and you walk past another person. You're leaving the water cooler, and this is just so so generic. But yeah, you're leaving the water cooler. They're coming to the water cooler, um, and you see they've just got very noticeable big pit stains. Would you would you think anything of it? Would I would I I would I would probably think that they sweat very easily, whether it's through a condition or they're out of shape because you know standing up walking around whatever um get, if that's getting them to sweat then i, I probably would yeah i would probably would think. you ask them a follow-up question i would i probably wouldn't <laughs> i probably wouldn't engage hey, with what's it going on with, what's going on unless i'm close i think i think it, i think it depends on my relationship with them i think if they were a close friend i would probably it, that's kind of like a yeah. hey you got some in your teeth situation yeah yeah so if you well, I'm sure they notice their armpits, though. <laughs> I think it's. I think I would do it more in like a teasing kind of way if it's a close friend. I would have going back to teaching world. Yeah, there have been multiple occasions where uh, a student will be like, "You're sweating a lot," but usually when that happens, <laughs> it's a situation where it's like, "Yeah, I know." Like I was well, doing choreography, directing, lab, directing. You're moving a lot. Yeah, if if I'm teaching choreo yeah. for a piece or something like that, I usually will do it along with them. And on those days, yeah, man, yeah I think I think my my first two gut reactions would be, they must be doing something active, or they're they're out of shape, or probably, or and then of course there's also there is you mentioned hyperhidrosis. There are scenarios where people just sweat a lot yeah. too. So and y there are other cute uh, other things that would clue you in beyond like we have didn't establish like is this mythical person overweight or right. you know like yes exactly other things could be in play yeah they, they could be are they wearing an unnecessary amount of layers <laughs> how many layers is a necessary amount of layers it depends on the weather I guess but if you're inside air conditioned probably just one. <laughs> one layer. <laughs> one layer. What's, is is that what what is is one layer underwear? Uh, how many okay, layers I guess are I was thinking like right armpits, now? like probably one shirt. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, but perhaps yeah, perhaps a white ribbed tank top underneath. Maybe. Yeah. Did you hear that they they? Uh, I don't know where I heard this, and if it's just off like one meme or if this is actually a, a phenomenon, but that they're trying to rebrand. Those instead of being wife beaters, which is not what I would call them, because of course I would not call them a husband wife, slappers. That they're wife pleasers. Ooh, which I don't. I don't know how well. I don't know uh, how sexy they are, though. Yeah, but I like it because it's basically like it's very minimal. Yeah, that's true. But if you saw somebody wearing one of those, 
you would draw one conclusion before you would draw the other. <laughs> I'll let the audience decide. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So moving on. Moving on. Do, we, do we have any top, any additional thoughts about sweating about or anything sweating? relating to the sweating Just that world? I'd be, I'd be curious for our negative one listeners out there what they think about being sweaty. Have you ever been on like a date or anything like that? And, and been sweaty and either been sweaty the person you went out with was sweaty that 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 was part of the experience um i not that i can recall no I, I although would... i i have i should probably preface this by saying i would imagine benji has been on far more dates than me and so the odds of this happening with you have, are probably a little bit higher if that's what you're about to come back with me with that you no have. no no I, I i don't i just didn't know if um if there, you ever had a star, strong reaction to somebody else's sweat being oh a, i haven't a deterrent or yeah have you i thought about making up a story but oh. i don't want i don't want to <laughs> lie to the listeners on episode one we'll start lying yeah, we'll later. start lying on episode two and a half or three two and a half once we start getting bored of the truth yeah right right now the truth is still doing <laughs> the it truth just is fine still I think. fresh yeah yeah so, hey, good job, ladies. Yeah. Hey, way to not be sweaty all the time. And you know what? If they were sweaty, I'd still I'd still love you. Yeah. There you have it. Just be hygienic, though. Be a hygienic sweater. I think you can. I think you can. Okay. Moving okay, on. moving on. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Disney's Frozen. All right, you're up first. All right. Well, Disney's Frozen, <clears throat> I hate to admit, is the movie that I have seen the most in theaters of any movie in the world. And you call me the Disney fan. I've seen it once in theaters. Well, so when that movie came out in theaters, um, I was with my ex who loved that movie. Oh. Um, and one thing that was really cool about our college, Bowling Green in Ohio, go BG. Um, Is that when I came out? Were you in college still? I was in college, yes. Oh, I, I guess I graduated one semester before you. Yeah. Freaking smarty pants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that movie came out when I was in college. I think I was, yeah, I might have been a senior mm-hmm. um, at the time. And uh, the movie theater in our area was in the mall and new release movies were only like three dollars to go to and this isn't that long ago this isn't like a back in my day t- movie tickets were blah 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 so can i guess how much money you spent on frozen if it was three dollars okay so okay so we're doing a math problem here yeah, okay, okay, okay i need okay, to think okay. of how many times i saw it i guess okay. fifteen dollars is how much you spent to see frozen more what uh, okay 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 uh, $21. Less. Okay, 18. 18. Oh, six times. <laughs> if, if presuming tickets were $3, I, I think it's in that ballpark. Okay. Um, now I will also say 36 because I would mind two tickets each time. Um, fair. Uh, because you're a gentleman and popcorn and stuff. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my ex at the time loved that movie. And it, with tickets being so cheap, it was a very easy, like, hey, you're not in a great mood. Let's go watch Frozen. You know, like, uh, like if you're not having a good, good day, it's an easy, let's, uh, you know what? You're going to be really She's happy. She's not having a good day. What she needed was to 
let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I should have zagged. I should have like, love is an open door. Yeah. <laughs> In summer. Oh um, so love is an open door. I remember you had recorded a duet of yourself singing that song. Yeah. And I had also recorded a duet of myself singing that song. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> you didn't know. I remembered you show I don't I think I I don't remember if I told you but I remember you showing it to me and I was like, I can't but we're like we do so many similar things. <laughs> I can't believe we both thought to do that. <laughs> we had the same instincts. Oh my gosh. We yeah. both were watching Frozen and thought I should do both parts. I should do both parts. Now, so did you did you sing the um I almost called her Fiona. Did you sing the <laughs> Anna part like in falsetto? I think I did. Yeah. You got to. I don't I don't remember honestly and I don't have the recording anymore unfortunately, but I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> do you still have yours? I'm sure it's around somewhere. I'll have to release it at some yeah, point. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah. Um I I know that so I had like a studio set up at one of my past jobs. And I, we would do like little recording projects for music appreciation class. And that was one of those, hey, I'm sitting in the studio while they're all working. <laughs> you know what? Let's record both sides oh of this. My gosh. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've heard yours. So I'm going to work. I know. Well, I'd have to, I'm going to have to recreate them. it because I don't think I have it anymore, unfortunately. Or we could just do it, do it as a duet. We could just do it. We could we, do our own. We, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Is that what you're like saying? I, could, I, I don't care which part you want. You can take first choice. <laughs> just right now? Is that what's happening? The table is empty, open, so is that door. Oh, wait, that's, a song. That's, a, no, that's a different one. Yeah. Um, Bees I'm, will buzz. Kids will blow dance. So you're singing all the other songs. <laughs> you want to be a snowman? Reviews are better than people. <laughs> Ben, don't you think I'm right? So my experience with Frozen, <laughs> it was actually my first date with Lucia, my wife. Oh. It was our very first date, and at the very this is, I think this goes to play into the ick I was explaining earlier. So at the end of the song, or at the end of the song, the that's end. How I hold it, by the way. Oh, that's how you hold it. This is how you're supposed to hold it. Okay. Ready? Well, see what? See, watch how mine's gonna ring, and yours doesn't. Well, so. But I'm more comfortable, and I don't feel like I'm going to break the glass. Some of us have glass. And some of us have a glass. What a witch. <laughs> that was not deserving of a wrench. So, right. okay. So Your I first date. My first date. And again, I think this kind of relates to the ick we were talking about earlier. At, and I'm, I'm grateful that she stayed with me. So at the end of the movie, I leaned over very romantically. <laughs> no. And she was leaning towards me. And I looked at her and I said, who was your favorite character? <laughs> and with, with disappointment, <laughs> thinking she was going to get a kiss, she got a question, who was your favorite character? She was like, I don't know. Um, I don't even remember what she said. But I could tell that she was like forcing an answer. And then she asked me and I was like, I think the snowman was my favorite character. <laughs> And then we left the movie theater. <laughs> so to this day, she still makes fun of me that I missed an opportunity to have a kiss on our first date because I asked who her favorite character was. Do you regret it? No, because we, we ended up you staying together. I, I So every time she teases me about this stuff, I inevitably have to come back with, well, I guess it worked. Yep. Every, everything <laughs> everything that you did up. led yep. you to this point. Exactly. Every time she would knock me like, you waited three months, so you waited too long to ask me to be your girlfriend, you waited for this, waited for this. and I'm like, well, we're, we're married with a kid now, so it must have worked. Yeah. <laughs> if you had done, 
if you had done what she wishes you had done, it, who maybe knows? it would have eventually resulted in pushing her away in some other kind of way. Maybe she takes maybe. more for granted. Maybe the fact that you didn't end up kissing her on the first date made me interesting to her. Maybe, maybe yeah. That if you had kissed her on the first date, you might have just been like every other guy who's trying to kiss exactly. her on the first date. I may have been just like another date and on to the next guy. Exactly. Who knows? You know what? It, you make yourself memorable. Yes. And you have a child. So I think that... It's uh, solidified. Again, you yeah. are rock solid. I think <laughs> so now she teases me when we go to see movies together. At the end of movies, she'll lean over and go, who was your favorite character? <laughs> <laughs> In fact... um, they were going to have their first child a few months earlier, um, but every time that they started getting romantic, <laughs> she would say that it wasn't until the joke eventually wore thin that they were able to exactly. Child. Eventually, we decided a kid was more important than the joke. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite character? <laughs> Our unborn child. Let's stop it. All right. So, um, any else? Anything else you want to say about Frozen? Um, what is your favorite song from Frozen? Don't uh, don't say it right away. I gotta think, cause I gotta think what mine is. Oh, I can't favorite? say it right away. Well, do you know it right away? Do you know yeah, I, I actually think "Love Is an Open Door" is my favorite song from Frozen. I think it's the most fun. It's the most playful. Um, I, 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 I yeah, I, th- I think that's my favorite song. Frozen. Um, what's the like? I agree that I think Love is an Open Door is probably the best, like, song that you could listen to as, like, a recording and it'd be like, okay. But I think... But the, you can't have the same answer as me. No, so I'm going to I'm gonna go a different way and I'm going to say that spot that's, like, the Act 1 finale where they're in the ice cave thing and that there's so much fear you're not safe here. Ah, uh, that, that part's the coolest music That is a gotcha. that. That little duet between them. It rules. That's when, yeah, that's when the ice monster gets created. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There's also a little bit of a reprise, right? Of I think it's it, it is like a first time in forever reprise. Yeah. Yes. And as a musician, I can imagine that there's a lot of little things that you appreciate about that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that it's pulling stuff together. It's clearly climactic. As I said, I know that the move in I I've never seen the the musical of it, so I really don't. I don't know. Like the live action? Yeah. Or the, yeah. Like the one Broadway. that's in Broadway theaters. Like, I would imagine that probably is the act one finale because that's like the big what's going to happen moment. The And she shoots the ice at like, her head. Yeah. And she has to go get help from the trolls. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I think it's, yeah, it's just very musically and emotionally climactic. Um. And I love, as you said, that it's a reprise that's pulling things in um, from other songs mm-hmm. in the show. You know what I think is interesting about Frozen? I think it, it might be the first Disney movie where there's not where where the problem isn't driven by a villain. It's it's the characters versus a greater problem versus a specific character. And and the person who's creating the problem isn't a villain. They're right. trying to have the person who's creating the problem be part of the solution. Exactly. I mean, I guess you could say what Hans is kind of a villain. But he's so not creating he, the he, I would say he's like an anti hero because he's not like driving he's he's like a problem at the beginning but he's not like i guess he kind of is throughout the whole movie isn't he he's the one who's gonna like yeah kidnap elsa i guess he's kind of like he's like an antagonist he's like a guest on character yeah yeah absolutely he's he's making the problem worse but he did not create the frozen city okay i guess now that we're talking about it i guess frozen's not the first one like that but 
It's it's um it's a notable one like that. Yeah, what's who's the villain in 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 uh Beauty and the Beast? I guess Gaston would be kind of the biggest the closest thing to a villain. Cuz Beast kind of is the villain. I mean, you could say for the he's first a, half he's the villain. He's a misunderstood angry character. You know who it really is? It's the old lady flower peddler at the beginning. <laughs> She's the real villain. Yeah. None of this would have happened. I think it's I, I think it's that type of story is harder to write when there's not a clear, like, the problem is this character. Like, Jafar is a clear villain. He is yeah. orchestrating a problem and is the problem. And he must be stopped. And he must be stopped. Yeah. Ultron. Yeah, Ultron, yes, is a villain. Thanos is a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Even, Gaston's even in, just a d bag. Even in Moana, there's not a there's a problem that has to be solved. There, there's pe- there's disagreement, but no one's a true villain. Like even even the la- the lava monster is truly like it's is the prince. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Moana <laughs> you haven't yet, haven't seen Moana yet. Yeah. <laughs> even the lava is actually the happy magical island, just missing something. You know. Yeah. It's true. And then you have what, what top top Tapatio. The, the crab. Yeah. He's so he's the closest thing to a villain, but he's not like he's only like a chapter of the story. You're supposed to correct me on calling him Tapatio. Oh, what's his name? Is it Tamatoa? Oh, so I don't know all things Disney. Tapatio is a hot sauce. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 and and so that still worked on me. <laughs> um Yeah, so he's like a guest on in the Yeah, in that you're, way. That styled you heard beautifully, by the way. Thank you. Um Although, although I think he's even less than Gaston, because Gaston is thro- is a problem throughout the whole movie. Like at the end, he he creates the the angry mob. He goes to the castle. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Tamatoa never comes and, back around and yeah. like, causes extra problems. And in Frozen, um, um, uh, the the character you what's his name again? Uh, Hans. Han- yeah, Hans. He even kind of makes an appearance at the end, and yeah. he gets slapped into the water. So that's kind of like. He could have had his last stand. Yeah. So I guess. Um, oh man! But when he says the 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 if only somebody loved you or whatever. Oh Anna, if only there was anyone who loved you. That's a total paraphrase. The the real frozen heads out there are yeah. gonna be losing their minds right. about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, that was kind of that might be the all time like jerkiest line yeah. in all of cinema. Yes. <laughs> if only, only there was someone who, who loved, loved you. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's that's a verbal that's a slapable slap moment. across the face right there. All right, All right your it. turn to pick, turn one. to pick one. Let's see. Okay, this is a question. Question. It's a scenario with a question followed up. Okay, you have the option to hang out with three comedians. Which three would you hang out with? Okay. Can I can I ask a clarifying question? Yes, you can. Your, uh, okay, okay, I don't know whose that one is. It's my. It's mine. Um, d- it can it be someone who is not alive? And if that is the case, can they be alive for the sake of my conversation with them? They can be. They they don't have to be alive today. Okay, so if they are currently dead, they're. I'm just going to be interviewing them in their prime or. Yeah, and you just get a, you get to hang out with them, interview them, talk to them, go to dinner, whatever. Gotcha. Okay. You get to see them in person. Cool. Three of them. Yeah. Well, you drew it, so you have to answer first. Oh, okay. I think so. I think there's a lot of comedians that I like, um, and but I, there's a lot of comedians that I don't know that I would enjoy hanging out with. Okay. So I th- so I think the way I'm going to gauge it are, is who who do I think I would laugh 
a lot with hanging out with him in real life. And, sure. I, th- and I think one of them would be Dimitri Martin. I think he would, he would have like that hangout, crack me up kind of vibe. Ab- absolutely. Just like sh- shooting, the, shooting the shit, hanging out, just the way he thinks. Observing the world. Yes. Ha- by the way, have you ever seen Dimitri Martin has like uh, a whole poem that is a palindrome? No. You really? It's like you, the whole thing is, backwards is the same thing forward. It is the most mind blowing thing that you will ever see. If you look up like Dimitri Martin palindrome poem, which this is when Alucia would be yes perfect in her could. life right now. Somebody would be pulling it up and then we'd be reading it. To Some you all. producer, yeah. Um, we need a producer, but um, yeah, my phone is not in my. Phone. We're taking applications for interns. If you would like to. Uh, to be a production intern with the CC uh, Benji David CC podcast. Uh, what's that email address that our Gmail? Oh, it's um, is it BDCC. And so the letter B, the letter D and then S E E S E E at gmail.com at gmail.com. That is our honest to God email address. It is real. So even if you don't want to be our intern and you just want to shoot us an email, um, I'm very susceptible to scams. So, Fire away. If you're a Nigerian prince out there. Um, you have lo- you fell for that one a lot. I have, at least thrice. Yeah. Um, but uh, he has a whole poem that's a palindrome. It's insane. It, it, is, it is mind-blowing. Like, his wow. brain works in a different kind of way. Another level. Whole other level. Okay, so Demetri Martin would be one. I think another person who I would laugh a lot with just in a hangout scenario would be Brian Regan. Okay. I just think that his voices, his like self-deprecating yeah. kind of stuff tickles my funny bone a lot. And he um, can I can I add to that too? Yeah. He seems like the kind of person who would have a little bit of that personality going in life. Yeah, like some comedians, it seems like he's okay, not playing if you a actually, character. Exactly, like it seems like if you hung out with them, they wouldn't really actually be that funny of people in real life. Yeah, I think that he probably has that exuberant personality. I think that's right. And then, I think similarly, and granted, I think there's a lot of comedians I would hang out with. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think like, not in the context of a stand-up or a show. Like, who would just be funny to hang out with? Um, I think Jim Gaffigan would probably be funny to hang out with too. You have okay. Can yeah. we? Can we? You can make an observation. Can we imagine this group of people? <laughs> if if all four of <laughs> this this hangout group is the most benign <laughs> white dudes, pastel colored white dudes, <laughs> it, what wild times would we be expecting? Dimitri With Martin. David, Dimitri Martin, Brian Regan, and Jim Gaffney. Now, granted, I don't think I would hang out with all three of them at the same time. <laughs> Although that's a lot ha- of that's a very diverse crew you've got going. <laughs> okay, what about you? It's probably all going to be white dudes too. <laughs> all pastel. I'm going to start with somebody who would be maybe a little bit more. Of, of a different kind of fun. Sure. And this would be a reviving from the dead Mitch Hedberg. Okay. Um, I, I love Mitch Hedberg's comedy. Um, I, I've listened to a special of his that like wasn't edited for TV and it sounds like he's bombing because he just has such an obscure style of comedy that you kind of have to get used to. Uh-huh. Um, it's like one liners that are kind of like dumb observation. It's like Dimitri Martin, but less intelligent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's dumb, smart instead of smart, smart. Yeah. Um, and 
unfortunately, he died of so. What you just drug you made a reference to something. The dumb, smart, smart, smart. Yeah. But, uh, so can you, for the for, if anyone's listening, what do you, what do you mean by that? Sure. Um, I I like to think, and I think that this was brought to my attention maybe on a podcast or you know a meme or something like that. But that there's four different like intelligence dynamics that stand up comedians tend to have. That there's I'm smart, you're smart, which is like I'm presenting my opinions and my beliefs in an intelligent way and I think that you are also intelligent and you'll receive them. Like a Dimitri Martin or a John Mulaney. John Mulaney, I think, is that way. Um, Yeah. And then you have smart dumb where it's like, I am smart. You need to listen to what I have to say because I'm going to tell you what's what. Like Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, Dave Chappelle, I think, is that one. Bill Burr. The ones that that can get a little bit preachy. Um, Whether whether or not you think their comedy is funny, which I I think that there's a lot of funny stuff with those guys. But... um, that they kind of have that I'm smarter than you. Then you have your dumb smart, which I think is like your Nate. I'm dumb. You're smart, right? That's your like Nate Bargatze, Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan. You guys are smarter than me. I'm just a big dumb guy. And then you have your I'm dumb. You're dumb. Let's all be dumb together, which is like your Larry, the cable guy. Yeah. Um, you don't see quite as much of it. Yeah. Nowadays. Um, I think even maybe like Amy Schumer tries to do that mm-hmm. a little bit where she's like, I'm just this big, dumb, skanky lady. Dumb, yeah. and aren't, aren't we all crazy here, gals? Like, yeah. and, and, and there are plenty of examples of that that just aren't necessarily registering to me right away. But yeah, um, I think that Mitch Hedberg plays a little bit lower. Like I'm more smart. Yeah. Like, hey, check out these dumb observations I have about the world. And eventually you kind of have to get used to like, Okay, I need my brain to match his brain, and it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he died of drug usage, mm. um, which sucks. And yeah. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do drugs with him, but I would uh, definitely hang out with him, and I think that he would probably be a fun time. Yeah. Uh, so that would you might enjoy a glass of wine with him. Yeah, absolutely. So that would certainly be number one. Um, number two would probably be. I'm going to go with Mark Norman right now. Okay. Yeah, he would be fun to hang out with. And, and we're, I know we're still staying pasty white here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mark Norman. Uh, I like Mark that Norman. Pretty good. That was a pretty good impression. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just grunting I noises. I don't want to say the word. <laughs> Never mind. Um, uh, anyway. He does kind of like a... Yeah, kinda, why does he talk like this? Um, uh, but yeah, I think that I, I just like... He he kind of does the dumb smart. He kind of mm-hmm. does the like ah, I'm just a dumb guy, you know, yeah. whatever. And um, everybody, you guys are smarter than me. This is just my th- the way I think because I'm dumb. Um, and it, it I think that plays very well. I think he does well. Um, and and he he touches on some content that's like this could be a little bit dicey. This could be a little bit like maybe uh maybe a little bit politically incorrect. You know, a little bit controversial, but it doesn't read as offensive when you listen to it because it just it goes so quick and it's yeah. so like well spread out and it doesn't seem like i'm preaching at you about this which is like hey this is what i see why is this the way um and yeah so i think that he'd be interesting um and then hanging out i think i gotta do like a legend Whew. i'm gonna do another diet of drugs guy We'll do we'll do a Chris Farley hang. Oh, I think a Chris Farley hang would, would be, be a, pretty cool. You know, okay, I got to say something about Chris Farley. So I work at a, my full time job. I work at a place called Hilton Head Health. Yeah. Before he was a cast member on Saturday Night Live, 
he was a guest. Obviously, I wasn't working there at the time. He was a guest at Hilton and Health, but one of my um, mentors, Bob Wright, met Chris Farley as a guest at Hilton and Health. So I, Hilton and Health is like a, a weight loss retreat. It's a place people go to you know, eat healthy, exercise, and learn how to change their behavior. But anyways, so he goes there, and meanwhile, like a year or two later, Bob's watching Saturday Night Live and sees Chris Farley announced on and he goes, I know that guy. And he came back after he was a cast member on Saturday Night Live and did not follow the program <laughs> and had pizza delivered to the resort and was just a huge rebel. <laughs> and funny guy, great guy, really nice guy um, from what Bob was saying, but just kind of a lost soul. Yeah. Um, and, um, it, it, you know, not surprising that he had issues with, with drugs, but just a genuinely nice guy. With 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 some troubles, yeah, yeah, and and you know you every once in a while you'll see things where it's like reflecting on certain mm-hmm. passed away people, whether it's a Saturday Night Live thing or Saturday Night Live thing, you'll hear other comedians talk about Chris, Chris Farley, Farley that were like really good friends with him or really strong acquaintances with him, mm-hmm. and that's like such a common thread yeah. was that he had just like crazy warmth and kindness about him, which is interesting because like. You wouldn't necessarily assume that based on his body of work. Like, yeah, he was the fat guy in a little coat and kind of like a goofball, but he wasn't like John Candy. He didn't like look like a teddy bear. He, yeah. You know, yeah. he was kind of like a chaotic, rebellious, high energy, high energy, uh, coked out brother. Yeah. Energy or coked out cousin more than like Uncle Buck. Yeah. You know, which is interesting because John Candy also. Was that, that, yeah. Why did everyone in the freaking like, what would have been 90s. like early nineties? Everybody's just dying of drug overdose. Comedians, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, we haven't lost any comedians to an OD lately, have we? That's I don't think so. That's a good thing. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Thank you, Narcan. Yeah. This episode okay. brought to you by Narcan. <laughs> Do you like heroin, but you're tired of OD? Narcan. Narcan. So okay, I have a very direct question about com- okay i'm going to present to you two comedians okay and comedians. which one would you rather hang out with it's okay it's a two-part question <laughs> is this part two of uh, part one branch one is, yeah yeah part one is which one would you rather hang out with in real life okay and which one would you rather binge a lot of their movies and it's okay if you like both of them or don't like both of them but you have to pick one okay okay so so i'm presented with one pair yeah. And I'm answering two questions. Yeah. Which would I rather hang out with? Which would I rather binge watch for the movies? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All ears. Okay. Robin Williams and Jim Carrey. Okay. Well, both of them would be different people um, like early in their career and different people now. Okay. You know, about, Jim Carrey uh, in their prime. Now. Both of their prime. Okay. Yeah. Um, in their prime. So prime Jim Carrey, prime Robin Williams. Probably like the they liar, liar both, mask, Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. They would both be a lot of energy, a lot of energy, which you know a lot about being a lot. I, I they, there would be a <laughs> lot happening in that. Yeah, that there would be a lot of a lot. Um, I would probably rather hang out with. Jim Carrey and it's a close call like I think that they'd both be a pretty cool hang um, I think that Jim Carrey and I would have a more fun 
like goofing around hang and i feel like robin williams might have a little bit more like seriousness in his actual Real not life. performing world mm-hmm. where, where jim carrey has now but like i don't think that that was necessarily a huge part of him back when he was younger yeah yeah even though he's like a serious guy. like you watch the man in the a man on the moon documentary man on the moon or like truman show even yeah and yeah. like w- there was like a behind the scenes of man on the moon where he was he was andy kaufman Behind Period. the scene, oh, always he drove he drove everybody nuts because yeah. he would like Jamie's not here. I am Andy Kaufman, and mm-hmm. like it, it was just freaking weird. Um, so though that's in him, I think that if he were out socially, again, if you know Jim Carrey, email bdcc at gmail dot com for any of your um informing information. Informing information. Um, informative information inform- only the informative information please <laughs> uh in regards to context about the personalities of robin williams and jim carrey um i'm speaking or f- comment below if you're watching youtube or comment below uh and subscribe and like yeah do all three um but yeah uh i think jim carrey seems maybe like a slightly better hang I don't think he'd be talking out of his butt like Ace Ventura at the bar. I think he'd just kind of be like a slapsticky, <laughs> goofy person. Right? Yeah. Although if he did, that would be kind of funny. That'd be kind of funny too. Yeah. Um. I. I. Here's what I. I think. Although I don't know, I think that Jim Carrey might be a little better at being present, whereas Robin Williams would probably be all over the place. Sure. And that could be frustrating. That would be entertaining. Yeah. But also probably frustrating. Yeah. Like me. Um, <laughs> and as for the movies again i i respect robin williams very much but i'm more of a fan of jim carrey's body mm-hmm. of work like i i hate to say it i love the ace ventura movies why do you hate to say that uh, because i know that they're like bottom Cliche. lowbrow like yeah. <laughs> stupid comedy that's but what makes them great though it's what makes it great both of them man they both they're hit. so good they both hit um, and you know, I like a good yes man. I like it's a Bruce Almighty. I like that a comedy sequel is good, and the Ace Ventura sequel is very good. Yeah, yeah, and and I kind of feel like they have their own place. Yeah, like it's hard to be like which one is better because I agree they're they're so different. And I think I think because they're so different, like you said, is why it was so good. Like I I I thought that with Dumb and Dumber two, they tried to make it too much like the first one. Well, my problem with Dumb and Dumber two is that. So so I do agree with that. And yeah. and I'm building off of that, which is I felt like Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels were trying to do impressions of themselves playing the characters. Mm-hmm. So Jim Carrey wasn't playing Lloyd Christmas. Jim Carrey was playing Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey's version of Lloyd Christmas. And and same with Jeff with Jeff Daniels. Um and so it made it this character both of these characters were, were total caricatures. And and I feel like in the first one they were a little bit grounded. Yeah, they were stupid, and there were moments where it was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But ultimately, they felt just like these dumb best friends. Yeah. Where in the second one it was like these are cartoon characters. Yeah. So and I've actually I think I've heard Jim Carrey even talk about that, like how he's like, th- there's not a single cell in my body that's the same <laughs> as when I did it the first time. He he almost kind of said exactly what you said. Like I almost had to impersonate myself yeah <laughs> but he's such a method actor that yeah. i wonder think if anybody ever better. said to him like okay here's what i want you to do jim carrey does not exist i want you to watch lloyd christmas yeah. and be lloyd christmas yeah right and don't go back and try to do the same acting that you used to do just be lloyd christmas yeah um because yeah. it was just so over the top it was um i enjoyed it 
Yeah. Like I, it was I a fun watch. What it was. I like I didn't regret having yeah. watched it. Like and some I, sequels can be. And I am not of the camp where it, I know that some people feel like if there's a bad sequel it, it dampers the whole thing. I am not of the camp where I the first one is no less of a good movie because the second one was worse. Yeah. Anchorman 2 was hot garbage. Yeah. And I, I, I've only watched it once and I have no interest yeah. in watching it again. And like, I know there's a lot of, like Star Wars is another example where there's a lot of controversy, the prequels, the sequels, whatever, whether you like them or not, it will, if, if you're a fan of the originals, no matter how good or bad the other trilogies are, it will, it will never take away how amazing the originals are. You yeah. know, like you, you can still love the, the original. So I, I feel like, I, I think some people, Put too much of too much emphasis on you're ruining the legacy of what you know. That's my opinion anyway. And and the legacy should be what it is. You could watch if if you if you don't want the memory of those movies to be tarnished. Well, the good thing is they're not people. Yeah, you can watch those movies. Yeah, you can. Like <laughs> nothing has to be tarnished. You can exactly. watch exactly what it you was. Go back and exactly. So, um, well, and uh, anything else about the comedians that you'd add? Um. Well, did you did you answer what your answers would be for Jim Carrey and Robin Williams? Oh, who oh, would be the oh, better the question directed at me? Yeah. I think I would agree. I think I would agree with that. I think, um, so here, to, to just to add something that we haven't said. So I think I would hang out with Jim Carrey and binge his movies. I think that if you remove comedy from it, I think I would. I prefer Robin Williams' serious movies. Sure, absolutely. I think he's a better drama actor than Jim Carrey is. I think Jim Carrey is a. Um, he has fewer good drama movies than yeah. Robin Williams does. Well, and I don't think Robin Williams had that many misses, which mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like the majestic was was but yeah. Um, and even though like Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind is good, um, and I I, I never saw that twenty three movie. Did you ever see? That? Is it is that what it's called? The number twenty three? Yeah, with Jim Carrey. Twenty three. Twenty three. I never saw it though. Where he sees twenty three. I think the right? Truman Show is probably his best serious movie. Jim Carrey. Yeah, and that's almost like. I wonder, I wonder if like IMDb would say that's like drama comedy. Yeah, but it's not comedy. It's not like he's not slapstick movies. in that one. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's definitely like a yeah, like it's it's clearly he's goofy. He has goofy moments. Yeah, like that's true. I'm good afternoon, good morning, or whatever. Good evening, and good night. Yeah, and like yes, man, obvious comedy. Bruce Almighty is mm-hmm. obvious comedy. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Did you ever see uh, the Cable Guy? I did. I like that one's that. like a cult classic. That yeah. one's weird, but yeah, it is like, weird, but it's a good weird. I love the scene where they're at medieval times and he's like super into yeah. it. <laughs> okay, um, right. is it time for another question? I think, it's, and I think it's your turn for a question. Okay, here we go. Oh, you didn't have anything in mind. Great question. What are we at? Hour twenty. Hour twenty. Let's do two more questions. Yeah. See where that takes us. All right. There's a lot of words here. <laughs> I think we know who wrote that one. This is also the easiest question in the world. Okay. You can only play one of these games for the rest <laughs> of your life. Which do you choose and why? The options are Mario or Sonic. That's the easiest question ever. It's that like easy? being like, you can only eat one food for the rest of your life. Filet mignon or broccoli. Is that how is that how it's like? That is exactly what I'm it's gonna like. I'm going to predict that you're going to say Mario is filet mignon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, is it, why is the contrast that big? Because Mario, 
every Mario game is kind of different. And, like, every Sonic game is kind of the same. Elaborate. I feel like every Sonic is just go really fast and collect these rings. And what is every Mario game? Save oh, don't even start with that. <laughs> Do not even start with every that. Every Mario game is save the princess from Bowser, beat these levels, collect coins, get the magic boxes. <laughs> okay, yeah. However, yeah. the way that it's presented, vastly different. Give one example. Uh, well, sometimes you're go- doing completely platform level based. Like side screen. Side I'm in world 1-1. and those are great as like a puzzle i mean it kind of is a puzzle and you know you're controlling Mm -hmm. it and going through great games mario 3 i think for its time i think super mario bros 3 is the best game when you wait for like obviously they're better more enjoyable longer playing games now because but you think that when mario 3 came out it was cutting edge given the technology that was available at the time that game is awesome i could sit down and play that game right now nostalgia uh, set aside it's just it just is awesome mm-hmm. um and but then you like super mario 64 is nothing like super mario one two three mm-hmm. it's open world sandbox you're doing little achievements and stuff like that and you're about to say sonic is oh, i've seen sonic every when was the last time you played a sonic game never because they all suck <laughs> Um, <laughs> so you don't know that okay but i'll let i'll let you i'll let you sell me on okay. sonic in a second okay and then like Super Mario Sunshine Galaxy, same kind of thing. Oh, you're open. And but then they're like putting out without Mario, there's no Smash Bros. And I know Sonic's in it, but you know that you know that Sonic is very much an afterthought to that. Mario Kart. Mario Party. Mario Tennis. What was Sonic got? Mario Mario and Sonic at the London Olympic Games is the best you can do. <laughs> and Mario's there too. Yeah. With putting three white three black lines from the back of his hand across Sonic's face. Um yeah, I I mean this is the easiest question I've ever. Well, so I think you've clearly not played some of the Sonic games. Sure, sure, sell me on sell, so tell I me think, why Sonic's better. So Mario 1 through 3 is very similar to Sonic 1 through 3. Like, if you need a bathroom break right now, it'd be a wonderful <laughs> time. Be, this uh, is Sonic is not worth the listen. <laughs> so so Right, so you've got Mario one two three. They're they're all, they're all side scrolling, but there's some things about it that make it new and different than the pre- they build on each other. And then there's Mario sixty four, which is completely different. So Sonic one two three is kind of like that. Like the first Sonic, it's just Sonic. It's side scrolls. Sure. Um, the second one introduces Tails. So now there's multiple characters. The side scroll right, so you can play two characters in the same time. Right. Okay, so that's basically your Luigi. Like your Luigi. Sure. Yeah. And then there's and then there's Sonic the Hedgehog three, which now is adding in like new worlds, new like side quests, bonus type levels where you're collecting these emeralds. You're going to these secret worlds, and so um, when we are at the same level of evolution in the Mario franchise, you're kind of similar with Sonic. No. Oh, okay, go for it. Because at this point, we've got the the leaf. We've got we we have sure. imp- we've put flight into play. Uh-huh. We have firepower. Uh-huh. We uh we have that frog suit. We have that thing that can turn into a stone. We've got a litany of of various enemies with their own personalities and needs to go. Is is the primary enemy in Sonic gravity and spikes? 
<laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> it's, it's one of them. Uh, well, but there are also a lot of robot characters made by Dr. Robotnik, similar to the Goombas, the Koopas. You've got a lot of different villain characters that can kill you. But don't you just, like, zoom through them? But, I mean, I could say the same thing. Aren't there just, like, a bunch of fireballs spinning around and a bunch of, like, bombs stomping down that can kill you? Okay, so when you go from beginning to end of a level of Sonic... Yeah, how many different variety of things do you interact How many times... You're not stopping at all, right? You're just going... Zoom, 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 jump, Sometimes you do. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Well, I would say that's true of the very first one. It's, it's like, very minimal. And, but, like, some of the levels in Sonic 3, for instance, you'll, like, have to go the other direction for a while. And, like, you'll have to kind of, like, jump up and find different avenues. Okay, so then there's Sonic and Knuckles. Okay. Which now they introduce Knuckles, which can who can glide and like climb walls, and he's kind of a villain, but he's also he's like an antihero, right? He's like against Sonic, but also against Robotnik, and he's like, um, so we got Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, yeah, and then and then Shadow. Oh shit! Well, Shadow is later. Shadow is later. It's another another bleep. Um, so well, Sonic and with the Sega Genesis, you could take the Sonic and Knuckles game, put it in, and then take the Sonic three and put it on top of Sonic and Knuckles, and you have a game, Sonic and Knuckles, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and Knuckles, all the way. Like you, could, you can play as as Knuckles through all the games, through those both games. So, and you collect the emeralds. You can become Super Sonic, Super Knuckles, Super Tails. It's super fun. You collect enough rings, you can get like say you're super, like say Super again, Super Saiyan style. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's like the the OG Sonic, and then okay. there's probably my favorite Sonic game is the Sonic Adventure Battle 2. There's a Sonic Adventure, and there's a Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Adventure Battle 2. That would be the equivalent of Mario 64. It's like a, a 3D world. Um, some, of the level, some of the levels kind of resemble like the side scroll, but it's 3D, and you're kind of... It's like Tony Hawk, kind of. like Somewhat 3D, but somewhat like start and finish. Sure. Are your goals to go from beginning to end, or do you have like rescue the... Rescue the wayward penguin? There are... Th- so... It's I t- in your defense. It's not like an open world where there's missions. Yeah, it is still a start to finish. However, there are side quests within levels. There would be reason to go back and repeat levels and okay. like collect things and ca- get things. But it is still like the essence of Sonic is get to the end of the level. Having said all of that, I would agree that I would only play Mario. For the- <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it. Would you also agree that that's the yeah. easiest question yeah, in the yeah. world? It, I would say, but uh, but I don't think you gave Sonic enough credit in that. Okay. And that there are some Sonic games with variety, some, and that they are very fun, and um, that the best 3D Sonic I think is Sonic Adventure Two because there's a really great story and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm totally picking Mario. Also, yeah. I never had a Sega. Yeah, and so that that could um, mm-hmm. have some impact on that. That I was raised on Mario games, and I was not yeah. raised on Sonic yeah. games. I played it at friends' house. Um, was never particularly good at them. So once they kind of became available on GameCube yeah. or available on whatever, I wasn't like, I need to get the newest Sonic game. Yeah. So you're right. And I would, but, and, and uh, this has nothing to do with which game you'd rather play. I think the Sonic TV shows have historically been better than the Mario shows. Like the cartoon Mario, like there, you probably can't even remember a cartoon Mario show. I um, can't remember a cartoon Sonic. Oh, okay. Well, I, I can, and, and th- they're much more fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. The characters have a little bit better personality. They're yeah. A yeah. More it's more of a yeah. Exactly. The, it's more playful, more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I get that. That's sure. fair. Did you see the Mario movie? I did. I loved it. Yeah, it was pretty that good. Was super fun. I watched it like kind of recently, and I like the approach that they took 
Yeah. They were like, they're just kind of down on their luck plumbers in Brooklyn. I'm glad that they established <laughs> that they were Brooklyn, but sometimes speak with Italian accents. Yes. Um, for their commercials. For their commercials <laughs> to kind of bridge the gap of like, okay, this is why you know them to have these accents, but they don't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought it was really fun. A lot of fans. I can understand why the critics didn't love it, because if you didn't know everything there is to know about Mario, if, like you didn't There's have a that background. There's a lot of Easter egg. A, a requirements lot, absolutely i would say like probably what 80 percent of the things that you lap that you would chuckle at in the movie are things that you would only really get if, if you, you play the game if you played the games yeah and you knew the sense. characters there's a lot of easter eggs in it yeah and just to plug um benji wrote a song in response to the peaches song jack black's peaches song called bowser bowser and you gotta check it out if you haven't yet it's really i'm in a dress it's so if you go to our channel would it be down there? If you go to our channel, um, click it, BDCC, and then uh, it'll be Bowser up there. Yeah. And it's Peach's response to Bowser. So. And you can see we have a couple other videos up there that are yeah. silly fun stuff. Silly fun stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Next, last, last question of the day. The first pilot podcast episode. <sighs> Here we go. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to have a sticky note. You can't. I haven't been to the Sabbath in so long. I haven't either. Okay, our last talking point for today is going to the mall. So going to the mall, I grew up in Aurora, Illinois. We had the Fox Valley Mall, which is sometimes called the Westfield Mall. And I actually worked at a Panera Bread. My first job was working. You worked at the mall? I worked in the mall. Panera Bread at the, ma- uh, at the mall. And so I have a vivid, well, it's I have a memory of a, a, a client that we had, or a customer that we had, who was a security guard of the mall. And she was a, a female security guard, very intense, very intimidating. And I, to this day, don't know if the name on her name tag was a birth-given name or... Like a nickname? A, or like a name that she... Her name on her name tag... Dirty very, Debbie. It was very fitting because I felt like it, it captured the essence of her energy. Her name was Molitor. <laughs> I don't know what kind of parent would give their kid the name is Molitor. She, is is she from Krypton? Or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But she definitely looked like an anti-hero villain, but like with a with like a positive agenda, like vibe to her, like a Terminator. Yeah, oh, the Terminators were good, right? Like they were good. Like, they had they, they they thought they were good. Wasn't the Arnold Schwartz like the the main one is good? I think so. He's he's there with intent to save the future. Yes, yeah. She is from the future. Malator yes. came back through time <laughs> to save them all. She was very intimidating, but very nice. And I would she would always order, you know, just a pastry and a drink and some Panera bread. And so uh, I have fond memories she of kept the streets of Aurora safe. <laughs> she if it did. weren't for her, <laughs> she was Lord the, knows what would have happened in Aurora, the local vigilante. Um, and so I have positive memories of the mall and like GameStop was a huge store that I loved going to oh, like, heck to get yeah. the new, the latest oh, games. What were, okay. So what are some of the, what are some stores that don't exist anymore? Or that like GameStop doesn't, right? It's gone now. Or? GameStop's there, but what it, it used to be EB EB Games EB Games. Oh, when I was yeah, a kid, yeah. and then it became Babbage's, and then it became GameStop. I think. Wow, 
I don't remember that. But now it's. I went into a GameStop. They're hanging uh, just recently, actually. They're hanging on by their by their very claws right now. I think that their whole business model right now is didn't please buy them or something. Oh, from a mate, the stock thing. Yeah. Like when there was like the Dogecoin and the people yeah. pumped GameStop's GameStop stock. Isn't that why they're GameStop still around? GameStop stock. GameStop stock. Yeah. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. You got you, okay, your turn. GameStop stock. Got zero. GameStop stock. That's a that's a tough one. Try it at home. Okay. Comment how many times you that succeeded so, at doing. Can you do toy boat five times fast? Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. That was four times. No, it wasn't. Okay, right. Okay, I'll do it again. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Wow. You know what I have to think of? I have to think of a toy boat. I wonder if I think of a game. (laughs) That was the most ridiculous thing. (laughs) You're never going to believe what I think of. (laughs) You know what I have to think of when I say the word I'm saying? Is the word I'm saying. I have to actually picture a toy boat. Oh, really? Saying it helps. You pick. You visualize, visualize a real toy, a toy boat. I don't so now let's, I'm gonna think about a GameStop. Stock. Okay, games. Think of a GameStop. And I'm and I'm gonna see if I can say GameStop stock five, five times now. Okay. Because I'm picturing a ticker GME. I think. Okay. All right, here we go. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. Gone. That was like that was close. That was pretty close. Picture. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. <laughs> okay. That I was convinced. <laughs> okay. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. GameStop stock. <laughs> That's hard. You, know you nailed it. Oh, did I? Okay. You nailed I made it, a dude. face along the way. Okay. What were we talking about? Oh. Games that were there. Games that were there. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Sorry. I went into GameStop just the other day. And I don't know if anybody's actually buying games there anymore because it's it's cheaper to buy them online. Of course it is. Everything like if you go, I mean, to even a, with a Best Buy, I go to Best Buy, I look around, and then I buy it on Amazon. Yeah, and it's like you hardly get anything back anything back from the hard copies of games, and like to the point that it's not even worth trading them in because, like, having it for replay value if you even bought the hard copy of it. Right. But it's so easy to just keep your catalog online, and you don't even have to keep the discs. Even if you have to offload them for space, you can just re-download them. It's not that big of a pain in the butt. Um, it's really going to kill GameStop. And so right now, they're really pushing collectibles. I would say collectibles are way more prioritized in the planning of a store than video games themselves. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's a good place to give a gift card, or to like... Give a gift card for a birthday, maybe, because you might not know how to give like a Nintendo eShop or PlayStation Store gift card. And if you know your grandkid likes video games or something like that, then I could see that being a good a good choice. I feel like we should do one more, even though we said that was the last one. I didn't even talk about malls. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, go go about malls. (laughs) We were in the middle of a thought. Other stores that don't exist anymore. Oh, that's right. We were talking about other stores that don't exist anymore. David, just trying to go to bed. Wait, you're going to do another. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not trying to go to bed. (laughs) I was trying to keep the conversation going. Okay, so another one that I remember, and this is probably indicative of the fact that my mall going was in my youth, but KB Toys was like, they always had a toy store. I forgot about KB Toys. It's a bummer. Do kids have like a toy store where you can go play with? Is Toys R Us still thing anymore? Toys R Us is out of business. Really? And I think just like Walmart and, I mean, 
and you can't like play with TJ Maxx. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, you can you can ride the bike around like you can ride the bikes around if you're a teenager and want to cause mischief. Just on Amazon now, stuff like yeah. that. The mis- uh, mischief, mischief's in my mouth. Um, maybe Amazon. Hey, Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, steal this idea. It's a good one. Um, that they should have an Amazon like toy store store that doesn't even have the stuff in the store. It doesn't have the actual products for sale, for sale in the store. It's literally just your kid can go and play with the toys. It could almost it. be like a daycare kind of place. It could almost be a daycare. They're monetizing. Yeah, they they could monetize it as a daycare. Yeah. And they have all of the toys that they want to push for the holiday Amazon. season. Yeah. Or, you know, it could be a thing that they do before Christmas. They could set up a station in a mall, an Amazon Play Village, where they have some of the new toys in there. And then you can have, like, a catalog that you take home that's got the toys that are in there. Yeah. So then the parent can be like, all right, you play with those toys. Which, one, which ones want. do you like? Um, because it's a bummer. Like, I remember Toys R Us always had, like, the Nerf guns out. That was and, fun. Like, the video games. You crane your neck and play, like, the n- newest Nintendo 64 Were you game. a water gun guy as a kid? Like, the Blast 1000, the 500, oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. Super Soakers? Super Soakers, yes. Love to get Super Soaker in the summertime. I remember Water like, balloons or squirt guns? Don't think. Just answer. Squirt guns. Squirt guns. I, see, I'm, I would say water balloons. Really? But squirt guns. You're a grenade guy. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what the secret is to water balloons? No. You. <laughs> it wouldn't be a secret if I knew. <laughs> don't, don't tell anyone. Okay. You, you, take this, you take it and you pinch the top and you bite it. You and then it water spits. Bite like a little hole. Yeah. The water kind of shoots out as it goes and it always Explodes. bursts when it, when it hits. It impacts. Yeah. It Instead doesn't of do the bouncing. bouncing. Oh. Yeah. I feel like the, the the water balloon is a more athletic weapon when it comes to a water battle, you know? Because like you have to aim. You have to aim. It, it is. It's like there's the satisfaction of throwing, whereas like the super soaker is, you, besides pumping, it's just pulling a trigger. Keep, you know, what, do, what, what do you do, David? You go like this. <laughs> and then you, and then you and pull then what you. happens, David? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I can see like your point. Like there's more strategy with the water balloon. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there's athleticism involved in, in a yeah. good shot. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's more satisfying. You ever gone paintballing? I have. So, okay. I went paintballing with the CEO of my company when I was, like, an intern at Hilton Hotel. And he, at the very end, we did, like, this um, – I forget what it's called. A, a, a standoff? Is that where you, like, you stand back-to-back and then you pace? Oh, a duel. A duel. We did a duel at the very end. And he – annihilated me at the very end we turned i missed every shot he hit every shot (laughs) i had all these welts (laughs) he was very good (laughs) did he like have his own equipment was he no we all got equipment there he just was naturally skilled he was naturally skilled you're not quick draw i was not naturally no no <laughs> you each get like five shots off. Yeah. Yours are making a perfect silhouette around yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Pepper in your stomach. He bullseyed. Oh. I missed everything. <laughs> what about you? Have you been paintballing? Have Have I been paintballing? Sorry, um, I've been a couple times. It's fun. I like um, I like the ones that are like out in the woods where, yeah. the, uh, in Ohio where I grew up, there was a paintball place 
that uh, had like a fortress in the woods, and there was like a button in front of the fortress that if you hit it, it like active like it signaled a win or whatever. Yeah. So, like one group would have to siege the fortress, and the you know obviously the people in the fortress have windows and stuff that you're shooting through, and if you get hit, you're dead. So you know if you're on the siege team, it's a lot more difficult to get there. If you get shot on the run in, you're dead. Yeah. Um, but it's so cool. It feels like you're like. In a medieval battle, yeah, storming the castle or something like that. <laughs> uh, very intense. And I think that the fact, the difference, I brought this up because like water guns, worst case scenario is you get wet on a hot summer day. Right. But Not like a bad paintball, thing. you get welts. Yeah, that's that hurts. Yeah. Oh yeah. If if you uh, that's why they have like what is it, like a ten foot rule that you're not supposed to shoot somebody if you're too close. Yeah. But that's half the fun, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Getting through. Sneaking up behind somebody like, oh yeah. So um I was on so I went on a trip called Geo Journey in Bowling Green. It's the reason I graduated a semester before That's you. That's Greek for Earth Journey. Earth yes, exactly. So I it was a summer trip between senior year of high school, freshman year of college, and it counted as my first semester. A nine week road trip around the country, stopped in national parks. 24 different states. It was really cool. We were learning about volcanoes on volcanoes, and every class we took went towards, like, the gen eds. So, anyways, on that trip, probably halfway through the trip, we stopped at a Walmart, and a bunch of us got airsoft guns. Oh, okay. And um, so we would have, like, these airsoft duels. And, um, well, there was one day in particular where we were we sat in these 15-passenger vans. I was in the middle row. There was a kid behind me who... Just like unexpectedly took the airsoft gun and shot me in the back of the neck. Almost point blank. And I was like, ah! And I was like, what's your problem, man? He thought it was funny. And I was like, oh, okay, joke's over. Good one. And um, so he, 30 minutes goes by, he does it again. And I'm like, murder. Yeah. Murder. <laughs> so angry. And, uh, and I was like, okay, literally, joke's over. Well, he did. He did do it one more time, and it was when we stopped at a a, a park. We, as I was getting out of the van, he shot me again, and I, I, I I'm, and I was a very shy kid and um, didn't talk much. Very nice, but that just I, I cussed. I was just like I cussed him out after that. You cussed, <laughs> David. I cussed. Well, not I. It was strange for me at the time. To, to, to just, like, curse someone out hardcore, and I just, like, went. And because it was so out of character for me, I feel like in a situation like that, it's one of, you, either you're going to scare the heck out of people or you're going to make them laugh like crazy. And everyone thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> oh, like, no. I was so non-threatening in this. <laughs> now, okay, were these, like, the third-party people who happened to be around thought it was funny? Did the person who you were yelling at, did he also think it was funny, or did you at least put the fear of death into him? The fear of death was not put into anybody, and everyone thought it was funny. However, the fear of death wasn't needed. He saw how serious I was, and he did not want to bother. It, he didn't want to be me. He thought it was a joke and clearly saw it wasn't a joke anymore. Yeah. Um, Which you would think the first two times when you said, hey, that's not, like, that's yeah, not funny stuff. you'd think, yeah. But I think I think that yeah, there was some cueing that weren't quite there. Yeah. But um the message was yeah. But the fear of death was definitely not put in. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played with airsoft guns. So those are a little bit they're basically like a BB, but they're a little like yeah. a little less they're soft. Painful than a BB. Yeah. 
they're 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 like small little beads, um, and very. The only reason they're painful is because of how fast they go. Gotcha. Yeah. So really, like, if I shot you in the leg from here, it would probably hurt a little bit. But would it break the skin or anything? Um, maybe on the shin it would, but like if you were to hit like the like muscle, fatty or muscle, yeah, part. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but maybe not even. Yeah. That's. I. I think I missed. I somehow I missed that. Uh, craze, that chapter. The airsoft. Um, do you have a favorite mall food that it's like? Maybe you don't get it every time, but you want to get it every time. Um. Well, because I worked at Panera, I really associated Panera with the mall. So, I would. I'm a huge fan of the bear claw pastry at Panera Bread. I love the almond sweetness. I don't know if you've ever had the bear claw. Um, I've had a bear claw, but I don't know if I've ever had it from Panera. It's very good. It's because it's got like this icing on top. And it's got the the almond, the, the sweet almond baked good kind of flavor. I really like that flavor. So I would get that, and I would also get the double chocolate cookie. So every every mall food item that you like is at Panera Bread. Well, it's because <laughs> so I don't know about every mall food item, but like you know, of course, there's like the pretzel, there's Auntie Onions, and so but but because I spent like two years working there in high school, sure you're partial. and those are like prime mall years, you know. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so and 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 if you work at Panera, and you're in the closing shift. They're gonna throw the pastries away, or you, anyone working there, can take them home. So I would take a whole bunch of Panera bread pastries home with me all the time from the mall. So that's fair. that's what I think of. And so to you, you probably have a stronger uh, association between a Panera bread and, and the, mall. the mall, right? Correct. I would have zero. Right, you don't connection. think of Panera bread when you think of the mall. Zero no, percent. Yeah, I think of because I think. The Panera Bread in my hometown was like a standalone, or was in like a little strip. It wasn't mall even you didn't even have one in the mall. Yeah. Wasn't near the mall. I I don't know if I've ever been, frankly, to a mall that is attached to Panera Bread. Yeah, I might have. Um, I think the Auntie Anne's pretzel though. Yeah, is, I mean, you just smell it. Yeah, uh, coming freaking down. You're all the way down the hallway at Journeys, and uh, you smell that Auntie Anne's Gotta get that butter pretzel. coming from down down the end of the corridor. A good Cinnabon. Oh, Cinnabon. That was across the hall from Panera Bread, where I worked. But I think that Cinnabon is so obviously what it is. It's like a... It's like <laughs> it's a, a big cinnamon roll bun. I know. But I, I'm not as tempted by it because it's so obviously bad for you. Yeah. At least like a pretzel. You're just like, whatever. No. It's a pretzel. It's a it's pretzel. A pretzel. It's a pretzel with, with cheese and sauce and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and extra cheese sauce. And it's full of pepperoni and cream cheese. Yeah. But it's just a pretzel. At the end of the day, it's a pretzel. It's a pretzel to go with my orange Julius and my cinnamon. <laughs> All right. I think that we probably have bored the people that we're listening to about it. Okay, let's do, let's do a lightning round. So A lightning round. A lightning round. So like one more, but... It can't be a long, elaborate answer. So, wait, the lightning round is just one more. We're not firing through the rest of them. We're just That's doing one true. More. Maybe lightning round's not the right word for it. We could fire it. We could do that. Should we do that? Like, we ran to the rest of them, but super quickly? Or should we save them? We can save them for a future episode. Is that what you're saying? That's what I would suggest. We, But you want to do one more. Let's do one more quick one. I, I'm totally on board with your idea. I'm not going to shoot okay. that down. There's only four left. Okay. Okay, so we'll be good. Can I ask a question? What... You, there's one in there that you really want to do, isn't there? No, not necessarily. I had a thought um, recently that is a fun little thought question. I don't know. Maybe we save it for another well, episode, we can, or I, do we can do that now. Let's do that now. Okay. 
If you could have one food in the world have no physical consequence to you whatsoever. Like no health detriment. So, yeah. So it doesn't affect your teeth. It doesn't affect your cholesterol. It has zero calories. Okay. It, a total, it might as well be drinking water. One food. No. No, 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 no. I'm saying okay. that this food has the same nutritional impact on you as water. It could be, I mean, an example wow. of an answer for this could be a Whopper from Burger King or, or a double cheeseburger so with bacon. one junk food item to not be junk food. Yeah. Is that another way of asking this question? Yeah, I, I guess if I'm saying that it would have a neutral health impact, you probably wouldn't want to pick something that's healthy Yeah. anyway. Yeah. But yeah, basically you could eat as much of it as you want. You would never get fat. You would you would get full just like anything else, but it wouldn't Yeah, it wouldn't be a physical detriment to Oreos. you. Oreos. Oreos. That's my uh, I think Brian Regan has a joke about like big Newtons eating them by the. <laughs> we got a three Newton eater. Yeah, three. What is he nuts? Doesn't he read? <laughs> he, he says, I eat big Newtons by the sleeve. <laughs> That's how I am with. What about like a woodchipper? <laughs> That's how I am with Oreos. Like, there's no end point for me with Oreos. And Lucci, like Lucci, always gets them for me for my birthday or for Christmas or Valentine's Day. And those are the only times I have Oreos in the house because if they're in the house all the time, it, they will need to be replenished all the time. Now, do you have to like pull out a reasonable amount of Oreos from the package and separate them? Because if you just sat there with the package of Oreos, you would destroy I, them? Or? I don't do that be- simply because I know that we don't buy them enough for it to be a problem. When When we have them, I will indulge in them. And I will be okay with it. Um, but... So, so here's a story I'll share. Um, Bob Wright, who I work with, uh, he, he, he tells the story. It's a really good one. So we, um, we had a guest who was a salesperson by, by trade. And you know, every time he goes to Hilton Head, there's this restaurant that he has to try. Because he's only in Hilton Head once every, you know, so often. He's not there very often. So when in Hilton Head, I've got to go to this restaurant and I've got to get this, this, this meal. Oh, and then the next week he goes to Charleston, and he's only in Charleston once every so often. And when he's in Charleston, he's got it. And then the next week he's in Jacksonville, and when he's in, and so, so the point there is, if you're gonna go out all the time, it's not a treat anymore. It, if it's a treat, then let it be a treat. But if it's gonna be a treat, if if it's a regular thing, you can't treat it like a treat. And um, you should treat it like a regular thing and come up with a strategy. So I view Oreos and I, I treat Oreos like a treat. I don't have them very often, and when I have them, I'm gonna have the hell out of them. So, <laughs> so in other words, yeah. On the rare occasion that you have Oreos in the house, yeah, you do just sit down with the packet, you totally. rip open the thing, and however many you eat, you eat. Sometimes it's four. Sometimes it's all of them. <laughs> That's rad. Okay. Yeah. And you probably yeah. have to hammer through some milk with that. Always, I love dipping them in milk. So, so if I if if they could have a neutral consequence, I would always have them in the house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because why? Because why not? All exactly. you get is the enjoyment. Um, what about you? So, note to self, though, if we ever had like a fitness competition, I I just need to leave like packages <laughs> of Oreos yeah. strategically around. Yeah. Just drop them yeah. down. You won't be able to resist. Oh my god, the temptation will be there. They'll be too strong. <laughs> The pool, the like a strong the with plate. these Oreos. Um, <laughs> I would say, uh, similar vein. 
I would say probably Reese's Cups. Um, Any specific kind of Reese's Cup? You can't miss, but the the original is perfectly great with me. But I think that I could eat a thousand of them. (laughs) (laughs) Again, if I had milk, you know, something to cut it. But, like, I don't know if I've ever been like, I'm done eating Reese's Cups. It's usually like, I should probably stop. Yeah, or I'm out. Or I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those are just insanely good. I have a favorite Reese's Cup. It's the Reese's Cup with Reese's Pieces on the inside. Have you had those? Reese's what? Reese's Pieces. What's Reese's, the second word? Reese's Pieces. David <laughs> <laughs> just revealed that he's six years old. Reese's he's got pieces. the Reese's Pieces. That goes along back to my ick. Yeah. <laughs> the Reese's, Reese's Pieces. The Reese's Pieces. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, so I have so I have a I have a rule around Reese's. If I see. If I if I'm at a gas station, for example, okay. and I see the king size Reese's pieces, the Reese's cup with the Reese's pieces on the inside, I will get it. It's it's a rare enough item. I love that that it's yeah. not at every gas station, but it's a common enough item that it'll it'll come up more than once per month, sure. and so it's like a nice treat. A nice if I see it, I get it. I dig it. Yeah. So and if I, you run a gas station out there in the greater Bluffton, <laughs> South Carolina area, put your Reese's Pieces or your Reese's Pieces king size. Make a double king size. Strap them together. Make a value pack. David is your sucker. He's going to buy them. I'll get it. He will buy them every time he goes in there. Um, so do you think this was a successful first episode? I had fun. I had fun. I mean, what's the point of this? Is The point is that we were having fun. Um, and so great success. Hopefully, if anybody listens to it, they enjoyed it, too, and they join us on the next one. Um, we don't know when the next one will be, but if you subscribe, uh, then it'll go right to your feed, and you can listen to us then. I had a great time talking to you, man. I had a great time talking to you, too, Benji. Check us out. Follow our YouTube. Follow our socials. C-C-S-E-E-S-E-E-B-D-C-C on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and comment below. And maybe you want to throw in some questions into our hat for the next one. That would be great. We would be happy to answer your questions. And if you disagree with anything we say, maybe there's a Sonic fan out there. Who can, do, who can give a better argument than I did. There's, not, there's, no, there's no Sonic fan out there who can possibly make an argument. If you think that you can make an argument that would change either well it'll be easier to change his mind it would be easier. if you think you can change my mind that sonic is a more playable game than mario i'd love to hear it yeah Let's hear comment it. below anyway see you soon it's been great talking to you been great talking to you dave you too benji Woo. goodbye yeah.